Welcome to Greater Love Ministries' weekly broadcast of our worship services. We hope that you will join us for each episode and enjoy as we endeavor to share God's Word over the airways and into your home.
Praise the Lord, everybody. Amen. It's a blessing to come back into the house of God one more time just to greet you in the name of the Lord Jesus. Truly, it's been a blessed day. It's been a beautiful day. And we're thankful for everything that God has done. Uh, we welcome you to our Wednesday night Bible study. And we pray that you have been, are being blessed through and by the word of God. Amen. We know that in the word of God, amen, those songwriters said we got a hiding place. And I didn't understand that in my earlier years of walking with God. But truly in the word of God, we have a hiding place because the word brings us to a place of refuge. And a place of protection and peace. Amen. So I understand sometimes we sing songs and we don't actually know uh, what they truly mean. But uh, in the midst of it all, we still know, amen, as we grow with God, those, those songs and those things that we learn from our youth up, they become more relevant to our life. Amen. So I thank God, you know, for the word being a hiding place tonight. Amen. We welcome you, amen, to our sanctuary uh, of Greater Love Ministries. I'm Pastor Avery Preston, and I thank you for taking time out to share with us tonight. Amen. There's been a lot that has taken place since last time. Amen. Uh, concerning uh, our state and our nation and the uh, COVID-19 situation, and truly we are still trying to stay on top of this and uh, try to use wisdom and all that we are doing to, amen, get the word out and to make sure our people, amen, uh, uh, get what they need in this time. We thank you. Thank you for your sacrifices again for why you have continually showed yourself faithful in this time. Amen. That's a true testament tonight. When I can uh, see your faithfulness in this season, I'm sure the enemy meant it for bad, but in the midst of it, God is still turning things around, still causing us to walk in blessings, and, and we are grateful for that. We know that it's nothing but the hand of God that we're able to do what we have done in this season and, and to continue to be able to. Uh, take care of everything that needs to be taken care of and still see the blessings of God in the midst of it. Amen. And taking in consideration uh, the new orders from the governor, amen, I know a lot of you probably have already heard that uh, they was talking about moving into phase one of reopening the state and in that they uh, asked that churches uh, if they want to go back on the inside of the buildings, they ask that you try to maintain a 50% capacity or less, no more than 50%, which, you know, we have enough space here to accommodate that, and, and plus other things to ask us to put in place. And um, as we met with our deacons and trustees on last night, after praying and seeking God for guidance of what should we do, uh, we came to an agreement 
that we uh, did not want to rush into this thing just yet. We want to uh, continue just doing what we are doing for the, at least the remainder of this month. And we're going to continue with our parking lot service. Amen. And continue to monitor this situation. The Bible teaches us that in all things we use wisdom. Amen. And, and we know that there's still a lot of risk factors. And so in the meantime, we just want to make sure when we do come back on the inside of the sanctuary, we want to make sure we have uh, looked at everything, considered everything, put some things in place. In these next couple of weeks, we're going to be working on getting some things in place in our sanctuary, getting uh, sanitization done in the sanctuary and everything. So when you do come back on the inside, you will be comfortable as you can be. And we'll know we have done our best and given our best effort to make sure, amen, that you, amen, have been considered, amen. We don't want nobody to come and, and take nothing for granted, amen. So until uh, further notice, we will still be meeting uh, on Sunday mornings at 11 with our drive-up service. And I pray that you continue to support that. We've been having some beautiful time, beautiful services. Spirit of the Lord has been moving mightily. And that's what I like about God. It don't, don't matter where we are, but when we come together, amen, he said he'll be in the midst. Amen. I thank him for that. Yes, I, I do. I want to get back in the sanctuary about as bad as anybody else. But at what cost? We don't want, the Bible said all, whenever we do anything, we consider the cost. So we want to make sure we have crossed our T's and dotted our I's. Amen. Because as much as I love our building and love being able to fellowship inside the building, amen, I love our people more that I would just want to make sure I have done everything that I'm supposed to do as a leader and shepherd over the people that God have assigned to my hands. So, uh, like I say, as, as it is now, for the rest of May, we have already made a decision that we will be continuing our drive-up services. Amen. I know that other churches may be going back on the inside this Sunday. Amen. I don't, uh, I don't have anything to do with that. I pray for them, and I pray that they'll pray for us. Amen. And pray for all the pastors. This is a tough time, tough situation that we all have to make some critical decisions. So it's no time for us to talk about who's doing what, but just pray for one another and love one another. Pray God keep us all covered. Amen. We all just use our best wisdom for who we have assigned to us. Amen. Also, Sunday, I want to remind you, it's our men's and women's day that we had set aside, but Amen. Due to the situation with the virus, we uh, did not schedule the Eve afternoon service and all that like we intended. So we're just having our regular morning service. But all, all those who desire to give the seed offering that was asked for you to give on that day, amen. I pray that you would uh, sow that seed on Sunday. Amen. Uh, if and Again, if you're not able, by all means, amen, take care of your home, <laughs> put food on your table, whatever you need to do, 
Amen. We're going to be blessed either way, but if you, you're able to do it, amen, do it, amen, cheerfully, and, and knowing that God is going to bless you for your sacrifice. But like I said, I, I, I'm serious. I don't want you to feel like you are constrained to do it. Amen. If you are struggling in this season, amen, please, amen, take care of your home. Amen. Take care of your children. And if it's anything that me or the church that we can do to assist you, please let us know. Amen. We are still servants of the Most High God. And we must, amen, bear one another's burdens. Amen. Tonight, for just a little while, I want to share with you in the Word of God. Uh, Sunday, I preached from the uh, subject, Stay Focused. And tonight, the Lord won't let me get rid of uh, this. And uh, Sunday, I preached about Peter. Amen. Uh, that's when he stepped out of the boat. Amen. And the, like I said, the Lord has continually laid this on my heart that I need to continue talking about us staying focused. Amen. And uh, he took me back to a word that I preached uh, a few years back. I didn't realize that I was looking at some notes I had, and it's been like five years ago that I preached a message that I want to uh, talk about tonight uh, concerning staying focused. Amen. Because uh, there's a lot of things going on that are trying to get us off course. Amen. And a lot of times when we experience a major change in our regular uh, lifestyle, our daily walk. When something major hits us and, and just abruptly changes what we do, a lot of times it knocks us off course. And this is not a time that we need to get off course, but this is a time that we have to focus and make sure we're walking the path that God has set before us. Amen. And so, I probably, unless the Lord change, I'll probably be still talking about staying focused on Sunday. I don't know where I'd be coming from, but I look like the Lord is just pressing this in my spirit. And I want to uh, make sure I do what God say do because I want us as a people to make sure we get everything we need out of, out of this season. And, and in the midst of this uh, trial and test that we're enduring, amen, because this test, amen, will only be a testimony if we handle it right. And amen, this test is going to testify for us, amen, if we handle it right and if we stay in the will of God, amen. But, but in the book of Nehemiah, uh, a familiar story tonight, I want to share some things, amen, from the word of God. Nehemiah 6. And we're going to be dealing with verses 1 through 14. And if you know anything about Nehemiah, uh, Nehemiah was the cupbearer to the king. And I don't want to spend a lot of time talking about his history. Amen. But, but the major thing that you need to know about Nehemiah is he understood that, amen, there was still more to be done in the kingdom. Amen. And not to take away any thing from Nehemiah's job is to cut bearer because God knows we need people in every area of ministry. 
Amen. But sometimes God will call you to something greater. And I'm believing tonight that there are some people that are listening to me that know God is calling you to more, to greater, and to calling you to a higher level, a greater walk. I'm believing that, that we have some Nehemiahs that are listening tonight. Amen. You've been serving in this capacity for X amount of years, but you know, you see things, you know that there's more to be done. And God said tonight through the word, maybe somebody can be encouraged to step out in faith and, and put the hand to the plow and do what God has assigned them to do. Amen. Nehemiah, like I said, he was a cupbearer. But the walls of Jerusalem had been torn down. Nehemiah had a heart for the kingdom of God. And when you have a heart for the kingdom of God, you can't just sit back idly when you see that the enemy has done some things and tried to tear down what God has done. Amen. There's no way you can say you love God and, and, and just sit back and not get upset or not get concerned when you see what the enemy has done, amen, concerning the kingdom of God. Amen. So, so tonight, we just want to talk about Nehemiah. He, he, he wanted to see those walls rebuilt. Amen. And he, he, when he got the desire to see the walls rebuilt, he, he went and petitioned the king, amen, to, to release him from his duties as the cupbearer to rebuild the walls. Amen. And in that, amen, we want to look at some things that he had, amen, to deal with trying to rebuild what the enemy had torn down. Amen. And how is this dealing with staying focused? Amen. Uh, well, the, the way it deals with staying focused is when he made up his mind that he wanted to do what God had purposed in his heart to do. Amen. The enemy sent a little bit of everything, trying to distract him, amen, from what God purposed him to do. I sincerely believe that if we are not careful and don't stay focused in the season, we will easily be distracted from what we should be doing. Amen. Just because we can't come inside the walls of the building, we should not be laying somewhere idle like we go on vacation. The kingdom suffered violence, but the Bible said the violence taken by force. Amen. And it's no time when we see what the enemy is doing. It's more, it's, it's time for us to be more vigilant and go after what God desires for us to do as never before. If you are a leader or a ministry leader or have an assignment, you ought to be spending this time. You ought to be sharpening your gift. And you, you should be at home trying to come up with ways and methods and means to better facilitate what you have been charged to do. Amen. I mean, you can't wait till we come back inside the four walls and think that you're just going to fall right back in place. You haven't, you haven't been praying about your job. You haven't, been, haven't taken nothing serious. You, you're just spending this time watching TV, doing whatever you want to do in your flesh. But we have to spend time 
before God or else we will easily be distracted. Amen. Nobody worried about Nehemiah as long as he stayed in his place. I want you to listen to this one more time. Nobody cared about him being the cup bearer. Nobody cared as long as he stayed in his place. And that's the same way it is today. As long as you stay where people think you ought to stay, they have no problem with you. But when you make up your mind and say that I want to do more, I'm, I'm tired of seeing the enemy, amen, tearing stuff down, I'm tired of the enemy wreaking havoc in the church. When you make up your mind that I want to do more, amen, God, amen, begins to release you, but when he releases you, the enemy releases his devils too. Amen. That's why the Bible said, amen, John 10, 10, that he said, he said, the, the thief comes to what? Steal, kill, and destroy. But I come that you might have life. Amen. And that more abundantly. We got to understand he has a mission. Amen. To destroy us. And the only way he can destroy us is when we take our eyes off of what we should be doing. When we, when we are distracted and turn from the things of God. Amen. To distract means to draw away or divert the mind or attention. Mm. To draw away or divert the mind or attention. To disturb or trouble greatly in the mind. In other words, distraction starts in the mind. That's why... You know the scripture teaches we got to cast down every thought and imagination that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Because when, when things enter your mind, if you don't hurry up and deal with what's in your mind, it will settle in your spirit and in your heart. Amen. And then when it settles there, it will start to draw you away or divert you from what you're supposed to be doing. Oh. To draw away or divert the mind or the attention. You will start giving attention to the problem instead of the promise. You will start giving attention to what's wrong instead of what's right. And whatever we give attention to, we cause it to live. Amen, amen, amen. This is good stuff. I need you to get this. Whatever has your attention is what you cause to live in your life. Because what has your attention is what you nourish. What has your attention is what you what you feed. What has your attention is what you breathe life into. So make sure you, you have your attention in the right place. Don't be distracted. Don't be distracted. First Peter 5 and 8. I want to share this verse of scripture with you before I get into the story of Nehemiah 6. But 1 Peter 5 and 8 tells us to be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he 
may divide. We cannot be distracted and fight this enemy. We cannot hey, be weak and fight this enemy. Be sober. Amen. We know when, when somebody's not sober, they are staggering. They, they can't stand. They can't walk straight. Amen. So, so when, when we're not sober, we take on this in the spirit realm. We will just like a drunk. We all over the place. We will not. Our speech is, is messed up. I, I, we, we can't walk a straight line. Amen. We, we, we can't be depended on. Amen. So uh, uh, Peter said be sober and be vigilant. Amen. God don't need no cowards, so he still don't need cowards. So we, we, we have to be vigilant. If God told us, amen, to do something, we got to go after it with everything in us. Amen. It ain't no time for us to take coffee breaks in the spirit. It's no time for us to, to get relaxed. Amen. But this is, this is the time when you understand and study the book of Revelation. You see that time is winding up. You understand, amen, that all these things is a setup. This virus is a setup for what's getting ready to take place. This virus, I, I told somebody the other day, it ain't nothing but a test run. Amen. For what's getting ready to come. Amen. I really believe that. And it is a setup. Amen. Because we don't have long. Amen. Before the Lord shall return. Amen. So we have to be vigilant. Amen. Amen. You got to gird yourself up. You got to make sure your armor is all on it. And that your weapons are, are, are ready to fight. Amen. Because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion walking about seeking whom he may divide. Amen. He's still looking. He's still seeking. And if he finds somebody that's distracted, if he finds somebody looking over here when they should be looking here, he's going to take full advantage of those situations. There were some things when I preached about this that the Lord told me to remind you of tonight concerning Nehemiah. Three points that I wanted to talk about that, that he had to deal with. Three things he had to deal with just trying to do what God had told him to do. Amen. And let's look at verses 1 through 4. And the Bible says, Now it came to pass when Sambalat and Tobiah and Geshem and the Arabian and the rest of our enemies heard that I had built the wall and that there was no breach left therein, though at that time I had not set up the doors upon the gates, that Sambalat and Geshem sent unto me, said, Come, let us meet together in some one of the villages in the plain of Ono, but they thought to do me mischief. And I sent messengers unto them saying, I am going, I am doing a great work so, I, so that I cannot come down. Why should the work cease whilst I leave it and come down to you? Yet they sent unto me four times after this sort. And I answered them after the same manner. Four times they sent to him, saying, Nehemiah, 
just come meet us in the plain of Ogo. And if any of y'all goes with me in greater love, then, amen. Remember, I preach, I say, you need to say, oh no, to oh no. Amen. Amen. The devil will try to, number one, entice you. He wants to entice you. To entice someone means that you lead them on by excited hope or desire or to allure them. To lead on by excited hope or desire. The devil is pulling on people now because of what's going on. I know he is messing with people trying to get in their mind that where is your God? <laughs> Well, I got something better. I got something better over here. Amen. You might as well do this. You know, try to entice you. Amen. And, and pull you away with you with a desire or excited hope. Amen. Let me tell you something. Yes, amen. In the body of Christ. Yes, in the church. Yes, in my calling. I've had many battles. And every day has not been pretty. Every day has not been Sunday. But let me tell you something. Amen. At the end of the day. Hallelujah. At the end of the day, you've got to know that you're on the winning side. I don't care how many battles you have to fight. I don't care how many trials and tests you have to come through. Let me tell you, the Bible lets us know that what we are going through is not compared to the glory that's going to be revealed in us. Amen. There is no test or no trial that you're going through that, that can amount to any, any kind of way to the glory that God is going to bring to your life if you hang on in there. Amen. So the devil is going to entice us just like he did with Nehemiah. False intentions. Nehemiah said, wait a minute. They seek to do me mischief. Amen. Somebody, amen, talking to you now. Amen. They don't mean you no good. Somebody, somebody in your ear, somebody on your friends list, don't mean you any good. They, they are saying things, trying to pull you into stuff. Amen. But their intentions are not pure. Their intentions are not godly. Amen. They, they will try to befriend you just so they can destroy you. In other words, the only way they can do what the enemy sought, sent them to do, is they have to get close to you and get next to you. It's hard for you to put a knife in my back unless I let you get close to me. It's hard for you to, to cut my throat unless I let you get close enough to me. So baby, you better watch who you let close to you in this season. You better watch who you who you hook up with in this season because there's some people, God said there's some people, I was praying about this today, God said there's some people that will hear me in this lesson tonight, amen, that, that understand that there's some people that in their life right now that you need to say oh no to. They are asking you to do certain things. They're trying to get you to go certain things. They're trying to get you involved in certain conversations. They try the best to pull you with enticing things, but your answer should be, oh no. Amen. Say oh no to oh no. Amen. We need to understand. 
amen, that the devil, amen, is slick. He, I, I said it back then, I said it again, he's the master of the sea. He will do whatever he needs to do to try to destroy you. He will go to any means necessary. He will go, to, he will spend any amount of money. He will do anything. He will, he will wine and dine you. He will rub you and stroke you. He will do whatever he has to do to entice you to turn from God, to, to give up on what God has called you to do. But I declare, I decree tonight that somebody that's under the sound of my voice will understand that I got to stay focused. I got to stay focused. I got to stay focused. Amen. Amen. So as we continue in our lesson, we see, amen, that the Bible said, that they, they, they came at it four times. Mm. Four times in the same manner. And then we pick up verse five. In verse five, we read verses five through nine. Verse five said, Then sent some doubt his servant unto me in like manner the fifth time. Look at here. The fifth time with an open letter in his hand. Wherein was written, it is reported among the heathen that Gashmu saith it, that thou and the Jews think to rebel, for which cause thou buildest the wall, that thou mayest be the king according to these words. And thou hast also appointed prophets to preach of thee at Jerusalem, saying there is a king in Judah, and how shall it be reported to the king according to these words? Come now, therefore, and let us take counsel together. Then I sent unto him, saying, There are no such things done as thou sayest, but thou faintest them out of thy own heart. Now, you, you just imagine this stuff in your own heart. Because you're wicked. For they all made us afraid, saying their hands shall be weakened from the work that it be not done. Now therefore, O oh God, strengthen my hands. Look at here. The second thing that I talked about that I'm bringing back up is rumors. How do you get somebody distracted? Just start a rumor. Amen. Most of us, we don't like to be the, 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 uh, uh, person that's talked about. We don't want to be the, the one that's amen, everybody is is gossiping about. We don't want to be the ones that your name is always in everybody's mouth. Amen. And the enemy understands that. We want people to think well of us. We want people to speak well of us. Amen. But because Nehemiah understood that the intentions was not pure after four times, the fifth time, see, the enemy won't never quit. He always gonna try something else, anything he can do to try to get you. The fifth time, here he comes with an open letter. An open letter means that it's no secret of what's been written. Amen. The enemy will try to expose you. He will try to expose you by any means necessary. What is a rumor? A rumor is a story or a statement in general circulation without confirmation or certainty 
as to facts. Wow. <laughs> no, this is good. This is good. A rumor, are we guilty of spreading rumors? Can I just ask that tonight? How many times have you spread a rumor? Rumors are meant to do harm. Rumors are meant to tear down. Rumors have an evil background. Why you say that, pastor? Why you say that, preacher? Because when you don't know the whole story, when you don't know the facts, all you go on is a rumor, which is a story or a statement in general circulation that's being spread without confirmation, nobody's confirmed nothing, or certainty as to fact. Nobody took time to get the true story. Nobody took time to hear both sides. Nobody took time, amen, to make sure that what they said was factual. In other words, rumors are just pure gossip. Nehemiah had to deal with rumors now. Enticing him didn't work. So now the enemy stepped up his game. He sends an open letter that would start a rumor trying to discredit Nehemiah and his intentions. Said Nehemiah just wanted a, a, a position. He just wanted this. He just wanted that. Amen. But Nehemiah said, oh no, that's not true. Amen. We got to understand when God has called you to do something, folk will start rumors. Amen. Folk will talk about you over the chicken dinner. Folk will talk about you, amen, in, in the private messenger. And they will text about you. They will, they will do whatever they can to get a rumor going. Amen. They don't care as long as you're out there smoking and choking and, and acting a fool. They didn't care what you were doing. But just as soon as you said, for God I live and for God I die, I'm going to stay on this wall. God has given me an assignment and I dare not leave this wall without staying here to watch it through. Amen. And just as soon as you make up your mind, amen, now, amen, we couldn't entice you. You didn't want to come to the club no more. Amen. But let me tell you something. Now we're going to talk about you. Uh-huh. What you going to say? Oh, they think they better than us. Amen. But, you know, they'll bring up something from 20 years ago. They'll bring up stuff that's been buried, dried up, and, 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 and deteriorated in the ground when it comes to God. But they will still bring it up. Amen. They always want to talk about what you used to do. Amen. They will always try to bring up who you used to be. But, well, baby, let me be the first one to tell you tonight. Amen. My past is ugly. And sometimes in my present ain't too pretty either. Amen. But one thing I do know is I know who I am in God. And I know who God called me to be and what he called me to be. So I don't care. You can talk about me until your lips fall off, baby. Amen. I know what God has assigned to my hands. And we have to be vigilant enough tonight to know that the enemy is coming at us with rumors and enticement to try to tear us down because he just wants us to stop because he knows that if we finish this work, good God Almighty, our reward in heaven is going to be great. Amen. God, and God said, 
he, he quickened me right there when I said that. He said, tell him that it's not just going to be great in heaven, it's going to be great in the earth. Amen. In other words, God said, I'm going to send a taste of it before you get here. I'm going to let you experience some heavenly things in the earth real if we just hold on and fight. Don't let nobody's gossip, don't let nobody's rumor stop who you are. Amen. I can be the first to say, amen, that I allow rumors and allow gossip to almost take me out. Amen. Because they can be deadly. I've never seen so many evil folk that call themselves Christians. So many evil folk, amen, that, that take so much time and effort to try to destroy somebody and don't know facts. All they know is a rumor. They got a story that they have circulated that's not built on facts. Oh my God, but it's built on gossip and they will try to destroy you just to get you off the wall. But baby, let me tell you something. Amen. If you want to talk about Abraham Preston, go ahead. But make sure you clean out your own closet while you're talking, baby. Amen. I heard Bishop Jake say one time, every one of us got a past. And, and if we get to talking about a past, every one of us ain't imperfect even in our present. But God, even now, God, he said God can mention one word and make you drop the microphone. Don't try to act like your stuff don't stink. Don't try to act like you ain't never done nothing. All of us have seen it come short of the glory of God. All of us got some stuff that we're not proud of. But know who you are in this season. Know who God called you to be. And stay focused on your assignment. I'm getting kind of happy up here. Ah. I'm getting a little happier. Amen. Amen. This is blessing me. I'm glad God took me back there. I'm glad it took me back there, Deacon Al. It's blessing me tonight. Amen. It's blessing me. Amen. It's reminding me of who I am. It's reminding me of the attacks. Amen. But most of us reminding me, amen, that we're going to win. Hallelujah. Amen. So, so enticements was given. Rumors were started. Amen. But the devil still was losing. Let me tell you something. He's mad tonight because some of you, he's done everything he can to try to, to discredit you, try to take you out. But you still being faithful. You still giving. You still living. You still supporting. You still, amen, staying on the wall. Amen. And the devil is mad. And let me tell you something. He still wants to shoot an arrow. He still wants to, to use his weapon against you. But baby, let me tell you something. No weapon form against you will ever be able to prosper. And every tongue that will rise against you in judgment, he said he's going to condemn. Let me tell you something. Let God take care of the enemy. Amen. You stay on the wall and stay focused. Huh. One more key point and I'm going to quit. The Bible says, verse 10, he said, afterward, I came into the house of Shemaiah, the son of Leah, the son of Mahalabel, who was shut up. And he said, let us go within the temple and let us shut the doors of the temple for they will come to slay thee, yea, in the night, and they will come to slay thee. And I said, should such a man as I flee? And who was there? that being as I am will go into the temple to save his life, I will not go in. And lo, I perceive 
that God had not sent them. Look at him. <laughs> That's why it's good to be able to hear from God. Then I said, Lord, I perceived that God had not sent them. Some of you need to ask God about some of these people in your life. God, did you send them or did the devil send them? <laughs> I said it before, some of, some of us looked up with some people that that God didn't sin. Mm. He said, but that he pronounced this prophecy against me, for Tobiah and Sambalah had hired him. There are some folk in your circle, whether you want to believe it or not, there's some folk that you interact with daily and weekly that's been hired by the enemy. <laughs> Therefore was he hired that I should be afraid and do so and sin and that they might have matter for an evil report that they might reproach me some, some of these folks the devil that hire is trying to he sent them just to take you out of character my God think thou upon Tobiah and Sambalah according to these are works and on the prophetess Noahiah and the rest of the prophets that would have put me in fear. The third thing is intimidation. Amen. Intimidation. What does it mean to intimidate somebody? To intimidate somebody means that you make them timid or fill them with fear. To fill someone with fear or to force into or deter from some action by including inducing fear rather. To make them timid, fill them with fear, to force them into or deter them from some action by inducing fear. What has COVID-19 done to a lot of believers, so-called believers? <laughs> We're timid. Don't, 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 don't touch. Don't touch. We're afraid and we walk in fear. And we'll sit up and just get through quoting, Oh, the Lord did not give us the spirit of fear, but a power of love and sound mind. Oh, don't touch me. Now, I'm not saying we got to be reckless and go around here and amen and, and just grabbing everybody and doing all what we can do. No, but I'm saying, I have seen. People that's supposed to be godly, the language has changed in the season. Because the enemy has induced fear to try to control, oh my God, and stop you from doing kingdom work. Intimidation to deter you from some action. Amen. Amen. He couldn't stand. That, that you didn't fall for the enticement, you didn't fall for the rumor, so I'm going to just bully you. I'm going to bully you with a virus. <laughs> now, you can't praise him like you used to because you're scared that if you praise him, you might bump up against something now. Uh-oh. You don't know what's got the virus on it. You don't know what the... We're so fearful now 
that we have really become spiritually paralyzed. So many of us, amen, our whole vocabulary has been changed. We are not talking, we're not talking uh, victory no more. We all we're talking about what's wrong. How many people have died? Talk about how many people have survived. Oh my goodness. Amen. Ain't it something how we as supposed to be believers, all we think about is how many on the negative side. But look at what's on the positive side. Amen. I believe that there's good in everything. Amen. The psalmist David said, I have fainted unless I have believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. I don't know about you, but when they flash the numbers on the screen, what excites me is how many made it. Good God, I'm going to say. And you want to talk about who died. Well, baby, I want to know who made it. I want to know who recovered. And then God said we have to make sure we're not allowing intimidation to induce spirit to us. And all we concentrate on there is what's happened bad. But I want you to know, baby, God said some good things going on right now in the kingdom. That's some good things taking place. Amen. We need to be talking about what God is doing in this season. I don't want to hear no more about this and that. No, we're going to work through this virus, but let's talk about the goodness of the Lord. Somebody needs to testify to somebody else. Somebody needs to call somebody, encourage them in the word. Somebody needs to bless somebody this season. Somebody needs to reach out beyond the four walls and, and, and just speak light into somebody else. And there's enough negative stuff on the news. There's enough stuff in the newspapers enough negative stuff on social media but somebody need to tell of his goodness somebody need to spread the word that God is still able somebody need to say amen that we serve almighty God we serve a God that cannot fail we serve a God amen able to do exceeding abundantly above all we could ever ask or think if we just stay focused I come to encourage you tonight amen just like they tried to seduce him into the temple amen watch folk in this season amen that's trying to intimidate you, trying to entice you, trying to, to stop you with rumors. Be watchful in the season. Amen. Because the work that you have been assigned to do is so important to the kingdom of God uh, that the enemy wants to destroy and stop you in your tracks. Uh, amen. The devil is always trying to build an alliance. Uh, amen. The Bible said that, that Sembal and Tobiah, amen, hired these, amen, to try to ambush the man of God. Amen. And I'm here to tell you that the devil is still hiring folk. He is still, amen, taking applications. And the sad thing is, some of your friends have filled out the applications. Some people that's in your life, amen, has, amen, inquired about the job to try to destroy you. But keep your eyes on the prize. Amen. Keep focused in this season. Amen. Because the best is yet to come. Amen. Stay focused, prayer of love. Stay focused, body of Christ. Stay focused, believers. Amen. God is going to get us through this. I told my mom the other day. Amen. I said, Mom, 
Amen. It's no way we can say that we won't be exposed to this virus. But one thing we can do, we can pray to God. Amen. And ask God to cover us. And if, amen, we do get the virus. Amen. One thing that we know, we got a bomb in Gilead. Amen. We got a God, amen, that's able to heal, deliver, and set us free. Amen. We have to believe in the power of God. The Bible said we are in the world of that other world, but because we're in the world, we're going to suffer some things. Amen. You, you can't think that God does you wrong just because you may get the virus, but trust God to be a healer in whatever comes your way. Trust God in this season. Stay focused because God is going to give us the victory. I'm here to tell you, you better watch God. Amen. If you want to stand on the sidelines and watch me, go ahead, baby, because I'm going to be vigilant and I'm going after everything God has for me. Amen. Leaders, amen. Ministry leaders, get excited. Start thinking of what, what you can do better. Start thinking of what God desires for you to do. Amen. At this time, are you reaching out to your committees? Are you reaching out to, to the members? Are you reaching out to your sisters and brothers and encouraging them, letting them know that they need to stay focused? We get ready to go somewhere. We get ready to obtain the promise. We get ready to experience some victory. And when we come back together in the four walls, oh, what a time, what a time, what a time. If we just stay focused, amen. I got to quit right there. I'm going to quit. But I'll tell you, I'm excited. Amen. Stay focused, church. Stay focused. Nehemiah did not come down. He did not fall for it. He didn't fall for the enticement. He didn't fall for the rumors. And he didn't fall for the intimidation. And just like the enemy tried him, he is going to try you. And he's already trying some of us. Amen. But I'm encouraging you tonight as your pastor. As your friend, as your brother, whoever you consider me to be, even if you don't like me, take my word tonight. Stay focused. Amen. God bless you. God love you. And I do too, Father, as we prepare to close, I just want to offer a prayer. Father, I pray that you, oh God, touch the heart of men and women that are under the sound of my voice. I pray, God, that, Lord, that somebody that hears this word tonight will be encouraged, God, to stay focused. And do what you assigned them to do. I pray God that the Lord. That somebody is strengthened through this word tonight. And as I stated in the beginning. God the word can be a hiding place. A place of refuge. A place of peace and joy. Amen and hope God. And so God I pray that the word be all that you uh, sent it to be. To the people of God in this season. And God we want you to continue to remember our church family. Remember. Amen. All the churches. Every pastor that's preaching the gospel. God, we have not a jealous spirit, God, but I pray for every church in my community that's preaching the gospel, God, that you will bless them, give them wisdom. And I thank you for us pastors that are praying for one another and believing for one another, God. It's not a time to turn nobody down, but God, we want to build one another up, God, because all of us, God, are, are, are need to hear from you, God. We need your strength at this time. So, God, I pray for my fellow pastors. I pray for them, God, my brothers and sisters, God, that are about kingdom business. Help us all, God, and make us better in this season. This is my prayer, and I ask it all in Jesus' name. God, we thank you. Amen, 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 amen. Till next time. Amen. Please don't forget Sunday morning. We'll be back in the parking lot. Amen. For our drive-up service. Amen. Don't worry. We'll get back in the sanctuary in, 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 in a short while. But for right now, 
my spirit and God just gave me peace with us continuing and, and us to continue to just monitor this situation and take care of some in-house things so that whenever we do return, amen, we'll know we have done all we can do, amen, to make this a comfortable and safe place for you to worship. God bless you. God love you. And I do too. Till next time.